0: that I played against, uh, great dude, funny as all get out, Talk some trash. Uh, man, he's from the state of South Carolina, played his butt off for South Carolina, was a good player uh, for Steve Spurrier, quarterback, receiver. Uh, we got a chance to really connect at the East-West Bowl. We were roommates. And so, uh, Savell, man, good morning.
1: Good morning to you, man. Thanks for having me on the Swain event once again. Another year we get to play against the old, old Rocky Top and, you know, just – just always been a, a great week, you know, being able to meet you and um, knowing that you was a standout player there, and be able to talk trash, you know, during this week has just always been awesome, man.
0: So, how has the the reunion been for South Carolina and um, you know some of the some of the the, the coaches that have, that have that have come back, uh, been part of that staff? Shane Beamer coming back after spending his time as, as an assistant there. How has it been with you guys, former players? uh connecting with uh coach beamer.
1: Well um I haven't I haven't got an opportunity to meet Coach Beamer yet. Uh so I can't really comment on that that part of it. Um I know a lot of the players uh, when he first when he first arrived on campus they uh him they met him greeted him and um gave him gave him you know a warm uh a reception at the stadium and from my understanding just talking to some of the former players that 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 played while Beamer was there they're super excited about him being on the staff. Um, he's bringing a new, new type of, of 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 encouraging, motivate, motivating type atmosphere to the program, which is always good. And um, in, in from just seeing the players, the other players going out to the stadium, that's just great to see. Saville,
0: so, well, you've always been opinionated, and, and you spoke your <laughs> mind. You know, what's been your opinion of your program over over the last couple of years? And uh, just kind of sitting back, watching from afar, because I know how prideful you are uh, in -hmm. your program. You're from the state. And so it means a lot to you, man. you played hurt. You've done everything that Coach Spurrier asked you to do, uh, changed (laughs) positions, just anything to help your team win and program win. So I know how prideful you are about your program. Mm -hmm. But what's been your opinion of, you know, everything kind of sitting back over the last couple of years?
1: I just think we've been kind of stagnant, man, because it's kind of – you know, still living off those few glory years that we had when Coach Spurrier was there, when you um we we were, were blessed to get a couple of a couple of high recruits in like uh Jadavian Clowney, uh the Stefan Gilmores, Demarcus Lattimores, um, and to have someone like Connor Shaw to take over after Stephen um Steven Garcia left, you know, that was just as just as good because those those guys um were were great quarterbacks, they were great leaders and um you know the program has been just su- surviving and thriving off those years, and I think it's time that we um, we separate the noun from the den um, and and start to look in a different direction. And I think that's, I'm hoping that's what Coach um, what Coach Beamer is trying to do. Um, coach Muschamp, he came in uh, for the past few years, um, tried to create that his own atmosphere. I don't think that. We gave uh, actually gave him enough time. I think maybe maybe two more years would have been a good thing, or one more year just to just to kind of see uh, what what he would have done um, with the talent that we still have, um, and just 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 the program. I'm, I'm not actually satisfied. I can't sit here and say I'm satisfied with where we are. I feel like we should be uh, further along at this point with the facilities that we have and some of the uh, classes that we have been bringing in lately.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Just, hey, I don't expect anything different from you, man. Keeping it, keeping it real, and really sharing. Yes, your, sir. Sharing your opinion. I got a, um, I got a message from one of one of my one of my partners that is from South Carolina. They went to Tennessee, and uh, he's familiar with with your with your playing days. And he wanted me to ask you, mm-hmm. why did you have the nickname Cadillac back at <laughs> Marlboro County? So. Savelle, what's this? What's this nickname Cadillac, man? What's all that about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Cadillac they have um, they have this uh, a car called the Seville. Yeah. And, and my name is Savelle. so you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, the pronunciation of my name was always uh, mixed up. Um, I actually was um, behind Demetrius Summers, the uh, second best player in the state of South Carolina, and you know, just having such a a great career, being being rated high, coming out of high school, the number five quarterback in the nation. Um, and it was just one of those things where they gave me this nickname. Um, one of the local uh, announcers or uh, broadcasters, he started calling me the Cadillac because I was always on cruise control um, in the middle of the game. And, and you know, that name just kind of stuck with stuck with me until I posted this picture. Well, the, the Florence News did this picture. This is a small town in um, South Carolina with me sitting in a, a Cadillac limousine. Ooh, and I had like – Big <laughs> time. Look. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I had my little trophies and my little state player of the year. Um, my state, I had my, my my state championship rings on, and and it was just it just stuck with me going out through my playing career.
0: That's pretty cool, right there, man. That that is pretty cool. All right, Savelle, Um why is South Carolina gonna win this game this this weekend, <laughs> man? Because I, I know you think that South Carolina gonna win, but why do you think they're gonna win?
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever recall saying that. No, I man, I, I felt, I felt you talking a little bit trash on Twitter. I felt, I felt. Well, it well listen, a hey, little bit. Listen, if if I don't say something, <laughs> if I don't say something, you know, most of the Carolina fans, they they they're typically ninety percent of the fan base is always typically pissed off at me anyway. So yeah, you know, uh, but but honestly, honestly, man, this year, this year, I think. Um, the hire of our defensive coordinator has totally like changed our program. Um, the defensive the defensive coordinator brought a scheme in where he's u- utilizing um, utilizing a lot of of rush ends in, in at the linebacker position, and um, I know Tennessee Tennessee has a has a great running game. I mean, one of the things that I'm more interested in seeing is is, is Evans uh, right out of our back. You know, right out of the PD, right where I'm from. Um, you know, go against our defense. Um, I, I think that's that. going to be a great, a great, a great matchup to see him. I know he's going to have some animosity and some, uh, some chips on his shoulder about, you know, maybe the recruiting process and how we recruited and how we handled that process. So I'm very interested. I'm going to definitely be cheering, uh, cheering for him because he, like I say, he's right out of my backyard and um it, it I think we would we have a chance of winning if the defense create create turnovers. Our yeah. special teams have created turnovers. As far as offense, um not gonna speak on our offense because I, I don't I don't like our offense. I think our offense is 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 confusing. It's very confused at this point. And um so so I think it's gonna be a battle. It's just gonna be a battle of the of the front seven.
0: Savelle, you gotta admit, man. When you playing you gotta admit this to me man when you' playing home games that damn chicken is annoying you gotta admit it is annoying it it hey,
1: it, it, annoyed, it annoyed me i mean what <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> one, hey, one of the most annoying things is hearing the sandstorm i i i still yet to know why why our fans are so like um i'm so excited about that song i don't i can't figure it out i think it's it's horrible but you know they get excited about it I, I don't. I mean, yep, I, I hate it. You'll get in trouble I, You better you know, be careful. I don't care. You're... I don't care. But um, <laughs> yeah, to hear the chicken. But nothing's more annoying. Nothing's more annoying than hearing Rocky Top played a hundred times a game. That is the most annoying thing, especially in Neon Stalem. I, I mean, it's loud. The seats. Everybody's sitting all bunched up. You know. <laughs> that's
0: true. That's this true. Is,
1: yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's an annoy- that's, that's, that's
0: true. an annoying. That's true. I can see time. that. I can, I can see that. I can see that for sure, <laughs> man. Um. <laughs> So, well, on a more serious note, my friend, mm-hmm. you play this game uh, at the SEC level, and you have an opportunity to play at the next level, man. If you just if you if you go out and you show out, you make plays, you can go play at the next level. And you know, we've had teammates that we've played with, we've had opponents that we've played against, be able to go and do that. And we had our own process where we yeah. were striving to to go to the next level uh came up a little bit short of what we wanted to do you know growing up and uh our you know our dreams and our goals um and everyone has their own reason of why they're not playing 10 15 years in a league which is you know what we wanted to do and for some guys man it's 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 a tough adjustment period for for them i went through it uh, we all go through it and it doesn't matter if you go to the league and you play for 5 10 years or if you don't go at all and you you still have to adjust, and for some guys, it's a lot harder uh, than than uh, than others. Um, we we lost a student athlete, former student athlete, this past weekend. Uh, former basketball player, uh, Savelle, uh Major Wingate, uh, yeah, who right out of
1: my backyard, yeah, mm-hmm. who
0: who took his own life, and um, the, the the pressure, um, the depression, man, you feel alone and um so i was reading an article here um about about you and how you were battling some of the same things and one of your former teammates um took his own life and it changed your whole mindset and so man can you just please kind of share with us um how you were able to overcome cuz i know there's someone listening that maybe going through some things right now, and, and maybe what you say can help them. You know, mental health is something that we don't shy away from. We address, and um, we think it's very, very important. And so, man, I'm just—I I told you on the phone, man. I'm just—I'm proud of you uh, stepping forward, um, making yourself vulnerable, sharing your story, and because I know it's going to help other people. But man, just please, man, the floor is yours. Just kind of share with us, you know. How'd you, how, what were you going through, uh, and now where you are now?
1: Yeah, man. Um, thank, man, thanks for giving me an opportunity to do it, you know, in a different, with a different fan base, um, you know, and, and co- crazily, you know, I'll connect the, the two together. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, especially, you know, making it to the, the shrine game or a senior game, you gotta be selected, going to the combine and you're doing all these things just, to put a whole lot of years in it of your life, um, on the field, you put your blood, sweat and tears out on the field and to have injuries at the end of your career, you know, kind of just to rob them. I, I think when we both was at the East West Shrine game, crazily, we was roommates, but both of us was battling, um, some, some end of the season injuries yeah. where we couldn't really perform, perform like we wanted to mm-hmm. at that game when it was our opportunity to be in front of the, um, the pro scouts, mm-hmm. um, you know, end up not getting drafted. You know, being being said to be one of the best athletes in the draft, and you know, my brother was already in the NFL playing for the Falcons at the time, and um, you know, just, just like I said, a childhood dream, and you you going through all these years, and you just know, you just know that that's where you're going as an athlete. So uh, for a lot of athletes, when everybody say, "Hey, what's your plan B, uh, or what we what will you do if football don't work?" normally you will hear an athlete say, I ain't worried about a plan B because Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to the NFL. Like no question. I know that's where, that's where my, my destination is. Mm -hmm. So when, when you come short of that, when you come short of that, it's more like now I got to scramble. Now life hits you. Some of us, some players, you know, we, we, you, you get into that, that, that father phase where you got a kid, you got a kid to take care of, and you thinking that war well, or you got a mom who's on struggling, who's been been, you know, struggling all these years, still working, providing, making sure you get there. And all you want to do is take care of mom and take care of your family and all these things. So when you fall short of that, that anxiety and that depression hits you. And it's like sitting in a dark room. It's like sitting in a dark room and you got so many doors around you, but you can't find the handle to twist the door to open. You got all the keys around your around your waist to open all the doors to get out of the darkness. But at the end of the day, you don't know because you don't have a plan B. Mm. It's like being in a huddle with a concussion. You know, I remember playing I remember playing against Tennessee and I, I can't remember quite who it was who hit me. I think it was Mayo. Um, he hit me pretty hard and <laughs> and I went back to the huddle and they was trying to call the play and I didn't know what the play was because mm. I was kind of, kind of ring my bell a little bit. But um, I, I think we ended up calling a timeout that play and um, that's that's how it is. It's like being trapped somewhere. You don't know which direction to go. You don't know which play to call to get out of that darkness and you get stuck there. So I battled, you know, I battled with anxiety and depression, didn't know um, what to do. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I was at the point to where that depression had had led me to, you know, um, where I was ready to take my own life. And, and, and you know, I just didn't felt that I was worth it worth anything i didn't felt like you know i deserved to live anymore and then boom you know then my my teammate he 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 ended up killing us in taking his own life and then a little bit later had another teammate a lot of people forget um oj murdoch you know um who also you know um did did the same thing and and it was kind of like an eye opener, man. It was like, like, wow, you know, these guys are in the NFL. These guys, these guys have made it to the NFL. And the, you know, this is where their, you know, their their life ended, you know. So and I'm sitting here frustrated and not understanding, knowing my talent, being, you know, and wanting to be in the NFL. And these guys are there and this this was their decision. So, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot a lot of things and um you know um i had my daughter at the time and i and i just said you know there's so much more to life um i started receiving counseling i started going to counseling i met a adult counselor when i decided to go back coachbury allowed me to come back to school to finish my degree um and and i went back to school and and i met met my counselor and there i started receiving counseling um, believe it or not, I started watching a lot of videos from um, Inky Johnson, um, you know, from, from a former Tennessee player to where, like, just to see, to, to see, no, read his story and to see how he, he overcame. And, you know, now I'm kind of in the same, same light doing the same thing. As you see on my shirt, it says, uh, be you for you. Um, I was sitting on my counselor's seat and that's what he said. He said, man, man, you know, everybody loves you. And and you got to love yourself. He was like, you know, if you can be you for you and just love yourself, you know, um, and stay decided and committed to all the things that you want in life, some things can happen because you're great and you're beautiful. And that's just my mission statement every day that um, even in the midst of my gym, you know, when people come in in the midst of uh, sitting and doing life coaching sessions, I'm always encouraging people to be you for you. So I really encourage all athletes, all athletes to know that 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 your plan B has to be more important than than what you think your plan A is because that B could be could be the actual route that you're going to have to take in life and if it if it's non-existent, there's non-existent there is where you start to enter into the darkness because now you're in that room trapped and you don't know where to go. So I encourage all Tennessee players all South Carolina players, all, all players around the nation to know that um, you know, that, that that there's football, but you know, sometimes watching football just through the television is just as good as long as you got a plan B to be able to strive. I mean, look at Swain event. I mean it's a big thing that that people love. I, I watch you, you know, I love to watch you talk sports and and it, I'm proud of you also for the things that you're doing. And I I just want everybody to know that 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 football isn't the end of it. And, and actually just loving yourself is actually the biggest part of everything that you do in life. Savelle,
0: what was that moment like when the first person told you after, you, you know, you decided to share your story and, and um, be vocal and public about it? What was that moment like for you when the first person came to you and said, hey, Savelle, you saved my life. How did that make you feel? <laughs>
1: Oh man, it 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 is it, tears, man. Like like it's tears, it's a hug, it's you know, it's 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 a celebration like like uh it is it's, it's actually like this. Um uh, running, being in being in Tennessee which I never got a chance to do. I'm, I'm I hear about that. Being being in front of those those fans and 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 just running in a t- that checker touchdown and <laughs> that used to be and just being able to the you know the celebrate a touchdown by spiking the ball or or, or handing it off to your offensive lineman you know just is that type of is that type of feel again for me so so you know uh, to see someone come up to me and say hey man your story encouraged me to stop drinking your 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 story encouraged me to go to go to AA I didn't know that you went through AA twice you know your story your story made me go to anger management. Your story made me, you know, go to find a, to find a counselor, or to start watching videos by Inky Johnson, or, or to start watching sermons and different things like that. You were the reason. So when you get that man, it's like scoring that touchdown on the SEC field, man, and just hearing the fans go crazy, and you quiet, quiet, and you like you quiet, and all the negative thoughts around when all the, thing, the opposing teams are just screaming, and next thing you know, you score, it's just silence. Then you finally get that peace in your life. So just providing help someone providing that piece is, is way, man, it's way more, way more impacting than, than actually running in a touchdown. Do you,
0: do you, um, and we're joined by Savelle Newton uh, here in the Swain event, uh, former Carolina do it, yeah. Mr. Do it all. Uh, do you still connect <laughs> with uh, Coach Burrier? Still talk to Coach Burrier?
1: I actually, I'm actually um, connected with Coach Burrier Jr. His son, Um we, we, we normally text pretty much once a week. Um, um, he's down at Mississippi State now um, with, with Coach Leach on that staff as the outside wide receiver coach. So I'm actually connected, still connected with him. So, um, yeah, the, it, but Coach Spurrier, I, I had the chance of speaking with him a couple times, and believe it or not, you know, we, we ironed out a lot during that conversation and, and to kind of understand him. A little bit more about about some of the decisions that that he made because you know right after that Tennessee game where uh, Robert Meacham was lucky enough to get that that conversion on the side against Carlos Thomas, but we should have we had you guys beat. What year was that? What year was, that? was gonna, what year that? That was 2000, 2006, six two thousand and six. Okay. Our senior year um, when when we had you guys beat. You know um, we can we came back. Um, and then, you know, Robert got that that, that pass down the sideline, which kind of kind of allowed y'all to go ahead and win. But we, we should have won that game. But um, shortly after that, I was moved to defense. Ooh. And I still, yeah, I was moved to defense. Ooh, I, never, I never understood it. I, I never understood it. And I never understood why they moved me to defense because they told me they didn't have a place for me on offense. And I was like, OK, I'm the first person to run the Wildcat. I changed college football. So now you tell now you tell now you telling me you don't have a place for me on offense. Now I'm on defense. I don't even know how to tackle. And <laughs> the first in the first game you put me in on defense, you got me going man to man with Percy Hartman, one of the fastest uh college football players there. And you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like I I mean it was it it was crazy. I so love you, man, but that's
0: that. a that's a mismatch.
1: That's a yeah, uh, <laughs> total mismatch. Yeah, ain't totally fair. And ma- and ma- yeah. Imagine Tim Tebow coming downhill and you don't know how to tap. <laughs> oh, no, man. Yeah. So, so, you know, yeah, that was uh, something I never understood. And, and um, I, I still don't understand it to this day, but you know, we, we were able to, to talk about it and uh, move on from that conversation. And um, he told me once, once he is uh, in town that we would, you know, grab something to eat. So that was kind of a big thing because I cared a lot of, uh, animosity towards him for so many years and the program for so many years just because of, of how things were handled in my career um, there and I, um, so you know now just to be able to be at peace with some of those things is, is even good man.
0: Yeah it is good man. I'm, I'm just man you seem you seem happier because um, oh, yeah. you know I can I can see some animosity towards towards uh, the old program and listen it's not, it's not Abnormal. I mean, it's it's normal mm-hmm. that things happen in the course of your career. Four years, something happens, and it's not handled the right way uh, by a coach. And sometimes coaches mess up too. They're humans, and yeah, and you get that miscommunication, and then you get that animosity. And before you know it, it's five, ten years, and you haven't even been back to your program before. Or if you're someone that's vocal, you don't have anything nice to say. So it's it. I tell you this. It. it it's not just a South Carolina thing, you know, it's, it's happened, (laughs) it's it's happened here. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people that are here right now, new folks are trying to help players, uh, heal and, 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 you know, feel better about, about their school. And we haven't won, um, you know, big time football in the last decade. So it's even more important to make sure that we all come together and, um, it happens everywhere, man. But I'm just happy for you. You seem happier. Um, I, I can't wait to see you in person again, uh, man. I just, I'm just, again, I'm just happy, man. I, I'm glad yes, that you join us today, and um, I hope the Vols gonna whoop that whoop that booty on Saturday. But I am, <laughs> I am one of your biggest fans, my friend. I will say, tell you that.
1: Yes, sir, man. I, I, I honestly think it's gonna be a big game, man. We, we, um, we, we just struggled on offense and so far this year, and hopefully this is one of the games that, that we actually started to click a little bit on offense. Uh, I, I hate that it would have to be against you guys because we should have beat Kentucky, but yep. you know, should, should, should have have in, in the SEC means nothing. Um, but um, our defense is just playing such, such phenomenal ball right now, man. We, we are one of the, the only teams to score against Georgia. And um, you know, we did it, we did it and we did it early. So, um, you know, we, we, we have some bright spots, to where to where we can come out and be a good team, but I just hope with Coach Hyper and Coach Beamer both being in their first year, that the fans, um, the fans, you know, be be a little patient. I mean, look what Coach Stoops have, have taken um, Kentucky in his first first couple of years. They might have won like three to four um, football games, maybe hardly none in the SEC in his first two two to three years. So, um, you know, give these coaches um, a chance. Coach Hypo has showed that he can win. Uh, he's he has a very extreme offensive mind, um offensive mind. And uh, I know that he'll have a staff ready to help you guys do better. Um y'all getting a lot of recruits in and I know we're gonna do the same. So it's gonna always be a battle against the Rocky Top. Um I call y'all the smooth top instead of the Rocky Top. But you know, um we we, we come in, we coming with a whole bunch of garnet and we we look into uh, you Know take take over that orange and, and, and make Neon Stadium ours, it ain't gonna happen, so yeah, you know that we, we coming, we're you know, coming,
0: you know, they ain't gonna happen if it ain't it gonna happen when Spurry it. was a coach, it ain't gonna ever happen, you know. That
1: well, it, it actually did happen when Spurry was a coach for a little while, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the after, after, after
0: 05, <laughs> 05, 05, y'all came in here, won, yeah, we came, we came yeah. in and
1: won. we got, we snuck, we snuck, and went Oh six. We should have won it, like I said, no shoulders. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a battle, man. I think I think that the 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 where the, the game is gonna be, which running back shows up. Yeah Is it gonna be Evans or is it you know or is is it gonna be one of our running backs to stand out? Um, you know, I st- it's time for Harris to have a breakout game, and he hasn't had one yet. Y'all can't tackle, so with y'all <laughs> not being able to tackle, um, so it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a game, man. It's gonna it's gonna be a game, and I think it's gonna be one in the trenches. So if we if we can somehow Put together a good rushing game. Um, um, Harris haven't had a game over 100 yards yet, and he was, you know, named to be one of the best running backs. So hopefully this is his week, his big coming out party against you guys. I doubt it. Uh, Hey man, we gonna get over there and teach them receivers how
0: to catch, man. I watched the Kentucky game. A bunch of drop passes, man. What's going on with that, Saville? Hey,
1: man, listen, I, I, I really, you know, I really wanted to be a part of the, uh, this staff. Um, I was I was I was hoping, you know, I was hoping to get some form of of, of call uh, to come out and help because I, I was there. I was there when um, the during the years where they had Bruce Ellerton, they had. Um, you know they had uh, Shaq rolling those guys when I was uh, being being also an assistant coach with uh, Coach Barry Jr. when he kind of moved over to the coordinating spot. But you know, um, you know that was kind of the end of the coaching tenure there. So I'm looking to get back into it, hope, hoping to get back into it in some form of fashion. But um, you know, Coach Steps he he's pretty good at what he do. I watched him play with my brother at Furman. So hopefully, hopefully he can help those guys get better. If not, you know what I'm saying, he can always give me a call so I can help them out.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Saville, on the way out, man, uh, give the people information on, on you, man, how they can you know follow you and follow your work and, uh, man, just keep up with what you're doing. If someone is you know, kind of in that dark room, uh, how, can they, how can they follow what you're doing?
1: Yeah, man, just just follow me on on all my social media platforms. It's just really just Savell Newton. Um, I don't have a whole lot of followers or anything like that, so it's, it's easy to to connect to me. I see messages. I get messages all the time into my uh, my direct messages on Twitter, um, DMs on um, Instagram. I respond to all messages. Um, I'm very easy to contact um, my, with my business. Um, you know, we we do have these shirts. We have the we have the wristbands. We have um, everything that you can actually do just as a reminder to tell you to be you for you and love yourself. Um, stay decided and committed to be great each and every day. So if you need any any form of, 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 of life coaching or anything where you feel like that room is, is getting dark. You know, don't hesitate, man. Reach out to me. It doesn't matter if you're a Tennessee fan or a Carolina fan. None of that matters, man. I just want to see everybody. Happy and walking in peace and, and 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 living the best life that that's available for you to live. Well,
0: Seville man, I'm gonna have to get with you after the, after the show, my friend. Uh, I gotta get one of those get one of those get one of those shirts, man. Support you. Uh, I like the message. So, hey man, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, man, we'll we'll connect. And I'll be uh, I'll probably trash talking here during the game on Saturday too.
1: Do it, man. Y'all send me y'all sizes, and I'll, I'll get those made in orange
0: in orange for you. That's that will hey that'll work that'll work my friend yes sir that'll work yes, sir. all right Seville proud of you man all right, bro. take it easy all right now Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in America uh, we'll take a quick timeout and uh, we'll come back after these messages don't go anywhere Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 till 10, right here. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture. Because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up to learn more about what office furniture outfitters can do for you log on to ofonox.com that's ofonox.com is that as low as you can go okay thank you Good morning, Swain Event family. Several of you, like Ben McKee, have reached out to me for real estate assistance this year, and I want to say thank you. I appreciate your trust in me to ask questions and help you navigate the real estate world.
2: That's right, Jennifer. Buying a home is a scary process, especially for a first-time homebuyer. Jennifer recently helped my wife and I buy our first home and made the entire process seamless. Her willingness to go above and beyond is what sets her apart.
0: As always, feel free to give me a call. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897 or email me at morris 865 at gmail.com. Top 100 barbecue restaurant dead-end barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Touchdown or turnover is backed by Corton Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Swain Event Field by Dead and Barbecue. It is time for touchdown turnover. Back by Alcoa Ten Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Better rates and better service. Savelle so really don't think South Carolina's gonna win. Y'all didn't realize that, right? No. You, can, you can hear it in his voice. He, he,
2: really. he was saying that because he had to say it. He had to say it.
0: <laughs> he had to say it because he, he said he didn't like the offense. So he, and then he said the chicken was annoying. Yeah, I was surprised he went there. And he, he went in on Sandstorm. <laughs> so he had imagine? to say South Carolina was going to win. He can had you, to say that. Could you
2: imagine a former Tennessee player trashing Rocky Top? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why we run through the T. <laughs> that T's such a stupid letter.
0: Rocky Top, that's corny, man. Where's the beat? Where's the bass? <laughs> that song that song is terrible. No, now, Tennessee I, fans. I, don't, I don't think I've heard a, uh, a player, like even in clothes, Quarters. I've never heard a player be like, hey, man, Rocket Top really ain't that. It really is not good. The only people who complain about Rocket Top are opposing fans. I mean, it's catchy. It's catchy. I mean, it's not something I just. Now, I, I'll be honest. I kind of do like Sandstorm. I mean, I do too. I it's, think it creates a cool environment. It's kind of hype.
2: I don't like the chicken.
0: The chicken is annoying. The chicken oh, is man. stupid as you know what. Oh, dude, it's so, so annoying. But the Sandstorm, it's like it's. It's pretty cool. I, like I don't recall.
2: Pre-game when they're coming out of the tunnel and the smoke and sandstorm playing.
0: I don't recall ever feeling like we were going to lose in 06 against South Carolina. So, well, it was that game a little differently than I do. Did you lose to South Carolina? Oh, 05. Was there a team that you
2: went undefeated against? Uh, Not Vandy. You lost no. to Vandy once, right? I don't I don't. You Kentucky, went three and one Kentucky. you went 4 0 against Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky, nah, take that, Matt Jones, yeah. Kentucky, I'm you
0: not, stupid drive through bully. Come on, man. I'm not going I'm not walking around bragging about going 4 0 against Kentucky, but we can pretend it was the March Stoops era. I don't even know who the coach was at Kentucky. We beat him,
2: not Joker. I couldn't tell you, other than Bear Bryant, who I couldn't tell you. I get Mike Leach, was he a head coach at Kentucky,
0: assistant under uh, um, how
2: Mummy? How Mummy, yeah. I can name you four Kentucky coaches. Bear Bryant, Hal Mummy, Joker Phillips,
0: Mark Stoops. That's that's about right. That's three three more than I. Three two more. more, two more. You couldn't have named Joker Phillips? You could have named Joker. You would have remembered Joker Joker. Joker, I forgot about uh Bear Bryant. Kind of the second greatest
2: college football coach
0: ever. Yeah, but I forgot about his time at it. it- Kentucky. I forgot about that. I I did. I forgot about that. But Joker, only because of his terrible recruiting tactics uh, at at Florida. And I knew he was a coach at Kentucky. I do remember that. So, yeah. Anyways.
2: What years did you play?
0: Really? Rich Brooks.
2: I knew that. I I recognize that name. Rich Brooks. Because he had, by Kentucky football standards, he had some success there. He went 39-47. Isn't that crazy that by Kentucky standards, 39 and 47 is successful? I guess. Mark Stoops is 54 and 50. I believe he he's about to pass Bear Bryant for most wins by Kentucky head football coach. Bear Bryant has 60, so Stoops probably gets it next year. They'd have to really have a special season for him to win it this year.
0: Yeah, he'll have some he'll he'll have some schools calling him because uh, I hope I hope he leaves too. I don't. What? I want him to stay, man.
2: No. I want him uh, we to stay. we need we need that win back on the schedule.
0: I want We're gonna get it this this year. Beat him. We're gonna get it this year, Ben. That's right. They ain't ready for that tempo. Eight plays off a defensive lineman. <laughs> Sound like Baby D from next Friday. They <laughs> uh, got the, got the new <laughs> treats with the cream filling in the middle. That's how the defensive lineman gonna be, man. Look, I'm ready for I, that
2: tempo. I, I'm I'm all for beating somebody when they're at their peak. Like, when, when stop t-
0: looking ahead, man.
2: When when Tennessee finally beats Alabama, I hope it's against Nick Saban. I, I hope it's not the next coach at Alabama. But at this point. After 15 straight years, I'm willing to take any type of win over Alabama, even if that means Alabama having a COVID outbreak the week of the game
0: and and them having to forfeit. I can't believe you're trying to use the Alabama as an example for this.
2: No, but at, that logic still applies here. Like, I want to beat us them. one time. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But... I,
0: Look, and people are going to like me saying it, this. It should count as two
2: and, though. And, and, and y'all can get mad at me if y'all want. But like Tennessee's going to be the underdog going into that game. I'm saying that I wish this game was still like the Vanderbilt game where it was a cakewalk. That that's all I, I'm saying. I
0: mean, I get that. I understand. I'm like, like
2: like can we make things easier on ourselves? Like we already I played Georgia. I in Florida and Alabama. We're about to have to deal with Texas and Oklahoma. Who knows how the, the divisions are going to be reshaped? I, I understand that. Or, or but I want pause.
0: revenge from last game. Nah, that's I'm a, with you. That's a, before you go, I want revenge from last game. Because remember, James Franklin clapped our cheeks and then left. Yeah. We never got revenge. Mm-hmm. I want revenge. Don't, uh
2: uh-uh. don't we trying to and go. That to, game was miserable too. That 13 it, game, we, we mentioned it yesterday. It was a
0: miserable yeah. football game. So, you know, Stoops, you—he doing a heck of a job, heck of a job. But don't don't be trying to leave after this year. Let me phrase it this way:
2: Th- this could be getting revenge. This could be our touchdown or turnover, unless you've got—I
0: got one. Okay,
2: well, touchdown or turnover, I got one too. Go ahead, you Take go first. Fatality. You go first, man. Mark Stoops. So, Mark Stoops is how many years has he been there? He's only beat Tennessee once. So, is he one in five? Or is he beating us? No, he's beating us twice. Because he won oh, yeah, the 12. stupid seventeen game where, no, nah, yeah, seventeen game where uh oh, what's the dude Kit not what's George was it, oh uh, Jeff George Jeff George I was thinking Paul George Kenneth George, uh <laughs> Jeff George caught the hail mary at the George, stupid two yard line right George now. Bush right <laughs> right right in front of me so he's been there one two three four Boy George. five six seven eight this is his ninth curious season. George. So he's 2 and 6 <laughs> 2 and 6 against Tennessee Would you rather him go ahead and, and leave now when he's 2 and 6 against Tennessee or leave after he gets a couple more wins under his belt against Tennessee
0: Man I don't like your damn tone this morning I don't like your tone
2: we are going to beat them. I'm being smarter. I'm thinking smarter, not harder. I, and I'm surprised that you're you're giving me some pushback on this because you're the king of of rescheduling some of these games and, and making sure that we don't allow Vanderbilt to leave the league. We need Mark Stoops. I want my to revenge. Leave. I want my
0: revenge first.
2: But what revenge? We've already
0: beat the crap out of him. He's Tennessee's been his kryptonite at Kentucky. He beat us last, and he beat us good, and that win counts for two. So I want revenge. No,
2: he beat Jared Garantano. No, he
0: beat Jared Garantano
2: Lost that game. No, no. That doesn't count against Tennessee's record. No, man, it I want counts revenge. Against Jarrett's record. I want revenge before he leaves. Look, I'm with you. I just don't want him to get more wins against Tennessee before he leaves. I mean, hey. He so should. Josh Heifel, please, please win this year. Exactly. Exactly. That's all we need to do, man. I want Bama. That's right, Pete Mont. Give me Bama.
0: All right, whatever. I ain't going all that. I, ain't, look, ain't I that just look I just want
2: Kentucky going back to being the Vanderbilt type of game. So that means we got to get better. That's part of it, yes. Yeah, we got to get better. But Tennessee hasn't gotten any better. Vanderbilt's gotten worse. Oh, Although Tennessee has gotten better. Jeremy Pruitt's no
0: longer the head coach. Anyways, what's your touchdown turnover? Tyon Evans, over 125 yards versus the hometown, home state team. Savell Newton was on our program, and – I mentioned that Tyon Evans is from his neck of the woods. There was something funky about recruiting. Because I do remember that he was, like, going to South Carolina was never an option for him. Like, going back home was never an option for him. So, maybe, maybe there's some animosity there. I don't know. Not saying that there is. I'm super simply saying that I do not know. But I'm pretty sure, knowing the guys I played with from the state of South Carolina, this game means something to them. Do we see Tyron Evans go for 125, a buck 25-plus against the South Carolina defense? Touchdown or turnover?
2: I say touchdown. And I'll go back to my thought process early on last week. Still a a little concern with Cooper Mays being out. I know Tennessee just showed that they can run the ball without Cooper Mays. But I think if we're being fair and taking our orange-colored glasses off, it's 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 the correct thing to do to take that with a grain of salt because Missouri is that bad. Mm-hmm. So let's see if let's see if this offensive line can do it again. I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt because South Carolina has not been good against the run either. They they didn't stop the run against Troy. Troy coming into that football game in each of its last three games, Troy that is ran for 68 or fewer rushing yards. Those three opponents were Liberty, Southern Miss, and Louisiana Monroe. Troy had 137 rushing yards total combined in all three of those games. Again, against Liberty, Southern Miss, Louisiana Monroe, Troy rushed for 68 yards or fewer in each of those games, and then they went out and and ran all over. South Carolina. Liberty, and,
0: Liberty, Liberty.
2: Uh, none of the three teams averaged, or Troy didn't average, two point, more than 2.91 yards per carry against those teams. So they went from 2.91 yards per carry against Liberty, Southern Miss, Louisiana, Monroe, to 4.68 yards per carry against South Carolina. 2.91 to 4.68. So uh, this this South Carolina front, seven. It's going to be better than Missouri, but they're still not good. They're they're not good. They do have some talent. Uh, Zach Pickens, he's a starting defensive tackle, former five star. Uh, Jordan Birch, a backup defensive end, former five star. I remember Birch, man, mm-hmm. picked uh, South Carolina Go over Clemson. Clemson, and there's a lot of drama surrounding his his recruitment. They have some older guys in in the mix, and Aaron Sterling, uh, a COVID senior, uh, Jabari Ellis, uh, a COVID senior as as well, but Tennessee should be able to run on this line. So I, I say touchdown. I think Tyon Evans rushes for 125, and I also think that's going to be because he's going to carry more of the load. I, I'm I'm really starting to question Jabari Small's long-term availability because at some point, what good does it do if he just continues to go in for two or three carries, gets his shoulder popped one good time and then has to leave the rest of, of the game. I think at some point you maybe need to evaluate the, the long-term health of Jabari Small uh, if that continues to, to be the trend. So I, I think with with Small having to leave Missouri, I, I think uh, you, you're going to see more Tyon Evans, more than Whitehead. Not saying that Jabari Small won't play, but I, I just don't know that you can pencil in Jabari Small for 10 to 15 carries at this point, even if he's available, because it, it seems like he takes one good pop to that shoulder and he's done the rest of the game. So I think Tyon will carry more of a workload as well.
0: Well, the first thing about Jabari Small's shoulder is you have to tell yourself and ask yourself, OK, is it an injury that can get worse? If it can get worse, then all right, let's 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 shelve him for a little bit. If it can't get any worse, it's really about managing pain. Then that's on Jabari Small. And you do what you can do. You do what you can do. We do treatment. We do the medicine. Uh, we do what we can do, the brace. And if you can go, great. If you can't, we'll have to get somebody else in there. That's going to be something that lingers for him all season long. And he might have to have surgery all season, possibly. Um, that's usually how, how it end up, ends up working out. Hopefully it doesn't because anytime an athlete gets cut on um, – you know, it's a chance that that could be a problem long term. So hopefully, that's not the case. But just my experience watching other guys deal with season long injuries, usually that 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 happens at the end of the season. So uh, for Tyon, I think you're absolutely right. He's going to get more of a load. I'm curious to see what happens with Jalen Wright because remember last week, several young players. Got a little taste of the bench. And who's going to respond the right way? And if I'm if I'm Jalen Wright, more than Jalen Hyatt or more than uh, Jimmy Calloway or any other young player that started off playing a lot at the beginning of the season but didn't play a lot against Mizzou, out of anyone, Jalen Wright will be the one that I would say probably got the strongest smell of coffee. Because you just saw... Leneve Whitehead go out and pick up an SEC honor (laughs) running the football and a walk-on running back go out there and have a long touchdown run. Maybe I'm
2: being too happy. Two
0: guys. But I liked what I saw from both, too. I mean, mean, yeah. Um, Especially Whitehead. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you saw two guys eat food off your plate. So... How has Jalen Wright responded this week? We'll see. We'll see. I also also wonder the why
2: behind Jalen Wright being passed up for Leneath Whitehead. And I think it's fair to say he got passed up by Marcus Pierce. And the only reason I I hesitated, because uh, towards the end of the third quarter, Jalen Wright did get a series where he came in and, and ran the ball four or five times in a row. Had, had some nice runs on the perimeter, if I remember correctly. Had a nine-yard rush off the, the left side of the line and then another nine-yard rush off the right side of the line as as well. So You call it nice. I didn't think it was nice. Nice what? I didn't think it was a nice run. You don't think a nine-yard rush on first and 10 is, is a bad rush?
0: I don't think a track guy had a wide open lane and only picking up nine yards to me is good. I, I didn't see track speed on that run. I, yeah. saw, I saw him tippy-toeing and he he's brought in because he's he's super, super, super fast and he has not looked fast. And so I look at his game. I know you just asked you wonder why other guys have passed him up. It's not physical because he was third at one point. He mm-hmm. was getting those reps early in the season. So it's, it's mental. It's mental. And we all go through it as freshmen. Some of us just don't start off playing. Some of us don't even play at all. So it doesn't get highlighted. But it's mental. He he has to figure out what he wants to do each and every day, the mentality he needs to have each and every day to play at this level, the consistency you got to have. And it's tough because, like, in high school – You can be like, man, I ain't feeling it today. And it's okay because you're the best player in the team and you don't have to feel it today. It's okay. It's all right. But at this level, and I know Tennessee's roster is not even halfway where it needs to be, but it still applies here. You can't have bad days. You can't have bad days. And you better know how to respond the right way to hard coaching because the moment you don't, there's someone else passing you up, especially in a coach of staff's first year where they are going to send a message to the entire team and they ain't putting up with anything. So I just think it's mental with, with Jalen Wright. Right. And
2: I I wondered aloud why he has been passed up because I wonder if it's, if, his, if it's him just simply being a freshman, because like him being passed up may be different than Jalen Hyatt and Jimmy Calloway passed up because, I don't know if anybody caught the Alex Golish media availability yesterday. Oh, I caught it. He said exactly what you and I said two hours after we said it on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was asked what Jalen Hyatt and Jimmy Calloway need to do to put themselves back in position to play more. And first sentence, they've got to get their process right. Those guys are both young guys. They both have a bunch of talent. They both have a bunch of ability. Jalen has gotten closer to getting his process right to prepare. He's still learning how to play within the offense. I'm absolutely not down on Jalen. He's still learning how to play. He's an electric player. He's really fast. We've got to continue to find ways to get him the football, and I think he's going to continue to grow and have a really bright future here. He's still young in so many different ways. Jimmy has to continue to learn. Again, this is his second year playing receiver, second year in college. He's still figuring it all out. So, the you hear process again, and Heifel's been
0: harping on the 24 to 48 hours. Well, But, Ben, the only reason Alex Go has mentioned those two players didn't mention Jalen Wright in that same conversation is because he was specifically asked about Hyatt and Calway. I bet if he was asked about Jalen Wright, he would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because you don't go from playing, man, your first two games and being in third in rotation to not playing while being healthy if you're – doing everything right. So it has to be something mental. It has to be something with practice habits or something.
2: But it makes sense for Jalen Wright because he's a true freshman. Jalen Hyatt and Jimmy Calloway are are sophomores, and yes, they are still young. I I agree with Alex Skolish that they are still young, second year in college, first year in this offense, but to me, it's a a little bit different. You would think that Jalen Hyatt and Jimmy Calloway would, would... have their process down correctly, being hey. that they've been in
0: college longer. So new, hey, new, 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 uh, new offense, new coaching staff. I mean, Hyde was playing; man, he's playing as a true freshman. He, you know, there wasn't much accountability last year, so I guess it just didn't matter. Now it's a little bit different. It's amazing what accountability can do. When you look at the results from the offense in the last couple games. Guys got to be accountable, be in the right place at the right time. Hour three coming up.